I am Nicole Segnini, and you're listening to Conservation Diaries, a new National Park Service podcast series. In these episodes, we're showcasing some of the Latinx interns who are working on amazing projects at the National Park Service. There are several youth programs designed to connect kids, teens, and young adults with opportunities at national park sites to contribute to our nation's natural, cultural, historical, and recreational resources in their own way, like the Latino Heritage Internship Program, or LHIP. In this episode, I spoke with Cristobal Lopez, who is from the small town of Dublin, Texas, and is currently a graduate student at the University of Texas San Antonio working on his MA in history. Cristobal began telling me that what motivates him throughout his academic and professional career is his parents. My parents are both immigrants from Mexico. They came, both of them came in the uh, 1980s, so they've been here for a while. They kind of left everything behind to, to try to establish a home here and try to find a new, a new life here. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm really motivated through them and kind of everything that I do is, is for them. So when it comes to history, I, I like to, to study and to write about Kind of like those underrepresented classes um, that aren't really that don't fit like the the grand narrative that don't fit the bigger narrative usually overshadowed by other other histories. During the summer, Cristobal worked as a cultural resource management intern at San Antonio Missions National Historical Park. Along with the Alamo, the missions in this park have been designated as World Heritage sites by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, also known as UNESCO, recognizing their outstanding universal or global value for history and culture. The park consists of four Spanish colonial missions, Mission Nuestra Señora de la Purísima Concepción de Acuña, Mission San Jose, Mission San Juan Capistrano, and Mission San Francisco de la Espada. These missions were established over 300 years ago and served as a tool for the Spanish Empire to colonize what became New Spain. They made a lasting impact on San Antonio culture, and the park's goal is to tell these stories of colonization, acculturation, and survival. Cristobal's work there was researching the origins of a small cemetery located in front of the church at Mission San Jose. That mission is the most restored mission site offering a glimpse of what the mission sites would have looked like during the mission period. The walls, part of the church, and granary were all restored in the 1930s by the Works Progress Administration, and the mission was also moved twice before it found its current site. The goal of this project was to figure out what happened to the rest of the cemetery and find out if there were more burials. There's always, there's always been rumors, and everyone that I've talked to in the community you know, kind of has different rumors or different stories of what they've heard. And everyone thinks that, oh, you know, the, they reburied, you know, they, like they took these burials and reburied them at a different cemetery. And there's like two cemeteries where, where people think that they were reburied. Um, I heard another story that says that people were reburied under the church during the restoration projects. Um, so it was kind of my goal to, to figure out, you know, what happened to that or what happened to those burials and, you know, to kind of try to figure out their outcome. There are two graves in front of the church. You can read what's written in one of the headstones, and it is known who is buried there. That is Juan J. Huizar, a descendant of a man named Pedro Huizar, who is really famous in the history of Mission San Jose. It's like reported that he was one of the ones that did a lot of the carving and that carved the famous rose window. Um, that's like kind of became really well known here in San Antonio. 
Unfortunately, it is impossible to read the second headstone because it's been weathered down. Throughout the summer, Cristobal did a lot of archives research and used online databases, which are extremely useful tools for conducting genealogical research. In his search, he found several photographs of Mission San Jose from the late 1800s that depicted multiple burial plots in front of the church. The plots in the pictures were surrounded by little wooden fences that were common in Hispanic cemeteries found across the American Southwest. So I started finding or started finding pictures uh, of that, and that was like great because you know I saw them and I was like, okay, like there's these pictures, there's a cemetery. Like now we know it was a cemetery. There was people buried there, like quite a few people buried there. Um, so that was really cool. That was kind of like one of those big steps in my uh, in my research. Another discovery during his research was finding Mission Spada church records written by a priest named Father Francis Bouchot also from the late 1800s. In those records, Cristobal found evidence of burials being conducted at San Jose. I went to his, uh, like the book where, uh, like the burial book or the book of burials. Um, and that's just kind of where they list all the burials that they had conducted. And, you know, I started noticing he would list the name and then he would put at San Jose. Um, and then I, I found there was 21 entries in total from 1880 to like 1902, I believe, or, or around that time. Um, so there's about 21 entries that he recorded to have buried at Mission San Jose. And that like coincides with the pictures that I found of burials there in front of Mission San Jose. So, and the coolest part about it was that the person Juan, Juan Fizar, his record was like his name was recorded in that book too. There's like a like a high, like I think it's a high you know possibility, but it's just kind of one of those things that we can't definitively say. We can't say you know 100% these people are buried there, but I think that it it's a it's likely. A lot of mission descendants don't know where their ancestors are buried. Cristobal believes doing this sort of work is important because it brings closure to them. A few older cemeteries can be found in the area, including one specifically for people from the missions, their families and descendants. That one is called San Jose Mission Cemetery. But many descendants don't know where their ancestors are beyond that cemetery. They have stories. One of them told me, he's like, you know, we, our story is our, my great, great, great grandfather's buried there in front of the church, um, but we don't know. Um, so I think on a local level, I think this project was really important to to try to find that out, you know, to try to find out where those where those burials were. Um, and I, I wish I would have found where the outcome or like what happened to them. Um, but unfortunately, I never did. I never found those records. Um, but at least just, you know, being able to say, hey, you know, you know, they might have been here or we do have evidence that, you know, they were here at some point. And I think that's important. And I think that just gives those, fam those families, uh, you know, a lot of answers and a lot of closure. With projects like this one that involves the community and mission descendants, not everyone is going to relate to the work and the stories of these people. And given his background, Cristobal talked about why he thinks it is so important to have diversity at the parks and within the National Park Service, and why he believes having people from different backgrounds who bring different perspectives is vital, especially when trying to make sense of complex stories. It's the it's the different perspectives that it takes into the park, especially for a for a historical park like this one. Um, 
because not everyone's going to view that history the same and not everyone's going to view the outcome of that history the same. Um, you know, those are two completely different perspectives that someone might have. And, you know, a, a minority might have the different, you know, a different perspective as, as a non-minority would. So it, it's having those different perspectives in the park um, and those different interpretations and just kind of seeing, you know, what we can come of it, what we can make of it. You know, how can we try not to prioritize one over the other, but as a way to just kind of bring them together and see what, you know, what we can, what we can create uh, to just kind of produce the best the best story, you know, the, the best projection of the park and its history. With currently only 5-6% to 6 of the employees at the National Park Service being Hispanic, Cristobal has some advice for the Latinx youth and other underrepresented communities trying to get into the conservation and historical preservation fields. You know, I like I, like I told you earlier, like my parents really motivate what I do and it's kind of that, that preservation and conservation of like the Hispanic uh, heritage and culture and stuff like that. And I think that the that the park service is a really good avenue to do that, um, you know, specifically with conservation. So I think, you know, for Latinos or for any just underrepresented communities, just kind of find that that niche that that you like, kind of what motivates you, what what you're interested in, like you know, when it comes to conservation or preservation, and just and just run with it, you know, just just go for it. Many questions remain unanswered regarding the cemetery that Cristobal had been researching. He believes it is important for the park to continue researching these and other gravesites throughout the park. A detailed report of Cristobal's research will be housed at the San Antonio Mission's National Historical Parks Library. If you want to learn more about the missions and their history, you can visit the park's website at www.mps.gov saan And remember, there are many opportunities for youth and young adults 15 to 30 years old and veterans 35 years old and younger to work with the National Park Service. To learn more about these jobs, internships, and volunteering opportunities, you can go to www.mps.gov slash youth programs. Thank you for listening.